0: Welcome to the Fantasy Inn Podcast, where we share our love for all things fantasy and discuss the broader speculative fiction industry. Welcome to the Fantasy Inn. Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Inn podcast. We have a special episode for you today, talking all about one of the largest, if not the largest, online communities for discussing speculative fiction. The fantasy community on Reddit has been around for over a decade and just recently passed 1 million subscribers. Today, we have joining us three of the moderators of the fantasy subreddit. Uh, so, welcome to the podcast, everyone. I guess, uh, could you introduce yourselves?
1: I am Wish for a Giraffe. I am... Uh moderator
2: since 2012, 2013. Okay. Um, my name is Lisa, also known as Rich 1024 And I've been a moderator there for about two years, but I've been a member of the subreddit since about 2012. And I am Megan Dawn.
3: I've been a moderator since I think about 2015. And I've, I've been a Reddit for a long time. I actually dug up my original alt account to try and figure out when I first started posting on R fantasy and it was about seven years ago. Nice. I'm not sharing the name of my alter account. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I guess I know this has been talked about in a couple of other podcasts over the years, but I'm curious in your own words, how did the, R fantasy community start out and sort of, how has it evolved over the years? Since again, I know it's been around for over a decade.
1: Yeah so um, our fearless leader El queso Grande, um, Steve Drew has told this story a few different times on other podcasts and he tells it best since he was the founder. but he was working for a company that was essentially um, potentially going to acquire Reddit and so he made an account and made the subreddit um, basically as a method of testing whether it made sense for the company that he worked for to, make that acquisition and from there um obviously his company did not they've been bought and sold many times over the years but never by the company that Steve worked for he just built a great community um it started out pretty small and always has had the speculative fiction focus never just about fantasy basically because i think science fiction was already taken as a subreddit name and most people even though they like both fantasy and sci-fi, don't tend to think of speculative fiction as a genre. And I think Brandon Sanderson was one of the first Ask Me Anything um, authors to guest on the subreddit and really helped um, propel more visibility. And over the years, we've had many different, um, features picked up by Tor.com, who's obviously one of the big industry hard hitters, um, in the blog space. Um, so we've never really actively tried to gain, uh, subscribers, but it's mostly been just by virtue of being a well-run subreddit that, is the kind of thing that has grown in popularity just in pop culture. You know, um the MCU and Game of Thrones, you know, they're mainstream. And so people come to us just as newbies to the genre, as well as folks who may be new to Reddit and
3: have loved the genre for
1: decades, potentially.
3: I'm sorry, are you guys not paying people to join? Isn't that just me? <laughs> <laughs>
2: i don't have that kind of money yeah
1: (laughs) i mean reddit doesn't pay moderators so i don't know who i'd be paying people to join with what money
3: but well that can't be true because people are always saying they're gonna get us fired from our jobs so (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're being very unprofessional we get that a lot
0: you mean upvotes aren't a currency you can spend
1: unfortunately not Considering, I think I'm the most karma horish of
2: the mobs. Karma's not real. No. What? what? <laughs> Mind blown. Gif.
3: <laughs> Surely you don't mean we're doing this for fun?
1: For a certain <laughs> definition of fun, I guess.
0: Well, I imagine uh, each of you are doing it because you get something out of it enjoy some aspect of it. So I guess, what are some of your favorite parts about the R fantasy community and being a moderator of it?
3: Banning people. (laughs) Banning people. (laughs) (laughs) Banning the people who are bad. I join for the banning, I stay for the banning. And I guess, you know, fostering a great community and all that kind of, but banning people. But we
1: foster a great community by banning people who aren't there to build
3: community. That's such a nice way of putting it. I just like banning them. (laughs) I enjoy, you know, when they say like, oh, moderator, I hope you enjoy this bit of power that's gone to your head. I'm like, yes, actually, I do. I do enjoy this power. (laughs) It's gone directly to my head. I have no power in real life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I guess to keep it on topic then, I imagine with uh, great power comes great responsibility.
3: With great power comes great um, other mods like Wish and Lyriel. you know, speaking reason. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the conscience. I'm over here just like Ben, we Ben, Ben now. They're like, no, no, let's maybe try and like do the right thing or whatever. We
0: Rehabilitate. Well, uh, as the community has kind of grown over the years, I know uh, there's been different events that have been put on. There's uh, been lots of read alongs. There's been, as you mentioned, Wish, lots of ask me anythings from big name authors. The most recent one of these I noticed was an online virtual con. So since so many people these days are staying indoors due to COVID-19 and unable to make their regularly scheduled events in person, we've been seeing several of these online conventions pop up in the community. Uh, And so our fantasy is one of those so I guess what were some of the highlights and lessons learned for y'all
3: I mean I just have to say first up that I had almost no input this uh, the coronavirus was for me a very crazy time because I am apparently an essential worker so I just have to give a huge kudos to Elrich and the others who did the bulk of the planning and the running and the everything of the virtual con which turned out to be so fantastic so um, I'm going to shut up now and just pass it over
2: to Lisa. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of started as a whim, the virtual con. Actually, I saw the Fantasy Inn posting something on Twitter saying if there were any authors that wanted to do guest posts or anything like that when the Fantasy Inn for, you know, debut authors that were having their things canceled. And I thought, wait, we have Reddit. Um <laughs> Why don't we see if people want to use that, and we can, you know, see if anyone wants to do AMAs, or we can figure out some other events. And then, I so I said that, and it snowballed because all the other mods were really excited about it. And then I think I might have went to work or went to bed or something, and I woke up, and all of a sudden we were having a virtual convention. So it just kind of snowballed, and then we had. The, the panel idea. Um, I know Sarah Pinsker from the Bottomer Book Festival. She's a local author here and she's also a member of the CIFWA. Um, she's an officer for SIFWA, So I talked to her and said, you know, asked her advice and also some if sifo would help us out. So they decided that sifo would be on board with helping us promote it and spreading the word to authors. So it just it snowballed. We got like a lot of authors involved. We reached out to a lot of people um, between probably about five or six different mods um, that were working on it. I don't know how many authors we reached out to. Probably at least 70, 100 authors. And we just started scheduling things. As far as for things that we learned, we did learn a lot um, along the way because at first we were just kind of winging it. And then when we got about a month into it, we realized that we'd have to be a lot more organized about the way we were planning things um, because it was just way too much back and forth with trying to organize certain dates for certain events and so we just kind of got a lot more streamlined and then it was the second month of it was a lot easier than the first month i would say because we learned a lot and i know that when we do panels in the future because i think that's something that we want to do in the future we're gonna have a lot more information going into it it was a lot of fun and we had a lot of involvement we had a ton of people um involved authors and editors and other industry folks small press people Um, so we're gonna have a post coming up probably next week um, just asking for feedback with a survey for um, you know the community to see how they liked it and what things we might be able to do better so because there's still things that we could probably improve on but overall, it was a great event, and it was exhausting. I'm kind of glad that it's over. I'm not going to lie, because <laughs> it was a very long two months where we also had a lot of other stuff going on, you know, the threat of global pandemic hovering in the air, and um, it, it in a way, it was good to have something to focus on to get that stress out. But on the other hand, it was also a lot of work, so... Like I said, I was not
3: involved at all, but just seeing the work you guys put in like in the in our channels dedicated for it in Discord and that was so impressive.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's pretty impressive as well that you were able to get SIFWA, uh, which I think is the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America, officially involved in sort of supporting and collaborating as well.
2: Yeah, I think I'm just really lucky that I've... Come out of my introvert shell in the last few years and have gone to festivals and conventions, and kind of been lucky enough to meet and make friends with some people that are involved in the industry in different ways. So that kind of helped. I wouldn't necessarily call it impressive myself because it was just like, hey, (laughs) you know, that's why I feel like I'm just like waving my hand in the background, like, hey. (laughs) hey can you uh would you mind helping us out with this thing and uh yeah but everyone was so excited about it and you know I know we got thanked a lot behind the scenes I don't know if we got thanked a lot in public but I know like people were thanking me for what we were doing so that was it felt really good that we were actually making a difference and helping shine a light on different authors so
3: I like to think that uh a part of it as well is that our reputation for like the, the community we've worked so hard to build. I remember many, many years ago before I was even a mod, I think it I want to say it was Jim C. Hines was scheduled for an AMA, which he cancelled because, you know, Reddit is a cesspit and there was an awful thread on Ask Reddit I think. And he said, no, I won't have anything to do with Reddit. Reddit sucks. I'm not doing an AMA. But I think, you know, since that time, People kind of understand now that maybe some parts of Reddit should be, you know, thrown in the bin, but not us.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Everyone that I've talked to recently that has come on Reddit from a, for an AMA or one of the panels or whatever, the feedback that I've been getting has been positive and thank you for building such a good community that, you know, likes to support authors and the actual you know, the the subgenre. So I think we're getting a lot more positivity out of things. Every once in a while, I'll see something floating around Twitter where it's like someone made a comment about YA or something <laughs> and somebody's linked to it. And it's like, oh, look, Reddit, what a cesspool. Still, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. Roll my eyes a little bit, because that's really not who we are anymore. Yeah, you do get people that will make comments now and then, but we can't ban every single comment. We can't remove every single comment. If somebody's just has an uh, opinion that isn't, you know, against our rules. Just because they
1: disagree with us doesn't mean that their voice doesn't need to be
2: heard. If they're actively being shitty, that's a different question. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I think overall we do have a much more positive um, user experience and inclusive community than from when I joined many years ago, which is interesting considering that uh, when I joined in around 2012 or, well, I think I was a lurker for about nine months, it was only 50,000 people. And we have how many now? like 900,000 or something. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And as at the time of this episode, a million. Not <laughs> a
2: million. Not a million. No, not a million. <laughs> a million. Oh my gosh. A girl can only ban so many. <laughs> so that is the question. If you ban someone, does it actually make the, uh, I think so. Okay.
3: Let me ban a couple and I'll get back to you. Where's Hugh Gregg?
0: well so that that is an interesting point that you all bring up is that as our fantasy is sort of growing so much uh just recently passing over a million I I can imagine it might be difficult to maintain that sense of community that it felt like when it was only 50,000 members, which is not a small community by any means, but it's significantly smaller than a million. And just from looking at the stats creep up on the website, it's gaining over 1,000 or 1,500 new members every day. So just how do you even begin to manage and respond to that growth?
3: I think when I first joined as a mod and the other mods gave me like a handy little, welcome, here's your how-to guide kind of thing one of the main things in it from Steve was that we don't hands-off modding we try to keep our hands off as much as possible and something i've found i've struggled with a little as we're bringing on new mods and the community's growing is that that's no longer necessarily can be the case we can't be hands-off you know we it's no longer hands-on modding can no longer really accurately describe what we do and i found Sometimes when new rules and things are being proposed, I was like, no, no, that's not how we do things. That's not the way. And I've had to stop and go, well, no, the community is so much bigger now. If we keep doing things the old way, it's not It's not going to survive. It's not going to be the community we love anymore. So I guess that's something that's had to change is that we do have to do a lot more of the nitty-gritty modding these days. I mean, I can remember in that original thread, Steve had said that he was encouraging mods not to be so... Um, obvious in our like political leanings if we were left leaning try not to bring that into our modding style whereas these days we're like nope fuck you this is where we stand this is the way like where there's no more ambiguity about that like if you're a hardcore alt-right idiot you're not welcome
0: sort of have to be intolerant of intolerance Mm
3: mm-hmm Yeah, I think um,
1: in addition to the way that we are actively modding being a lot different, you know, we've come through uh, several new rule iterations trying to clarify as much as possible our stance on things and how and where they're appropriate, um, but also trying to um, actively shape the conversation on the sub itself you know i think that we have really tried to as individuals who have have kind of a behind the scenes perspective um shaping the conversation by doing things like very obviously supporting the black lives matter movement um actively supporting and lifting up books that are potentially you know new but maybe not getting the press uh, push that other new releases are basically being the change that we want to see on the subreddit by making sure that it's not just the same conversation over and over again. There's always going to be some element of that because there are so many new members who aren't used to the way that we do things. Um, But that's, you know, it's why we moved our simple questions thread from only a couple days a week to every day so that um, people see it more easily and we can redirect threads there more easily so that the same kinds of conversations that people were having, um, they don't burn out the long-time regulars, but also um, they might get better answers than just fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants responses on the front of the sub. So it's, it's a kind of holistic approach to how we've changed things over the years as growth has happened.
2: I was going to say, I think one other thing that's changed so much since when I first started lurking seven years ago or something is that there's been so many more events that we do now. I think when I first started, we only had the book club, the one book club. Yeah. And that was it.
1: I know there's like six.
2: Yeah, I think we have like what six book clubs now active? Something like yeah. that. Something. And, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of annual events. Like when I first started, is when we first started doing big lists and all of that stuff. That all kind of just happened organically. And now it's annual things that we do big lists, bingo, the census you know, hopefully this virtual con might become an annual thing or like maybe a monthly panel thing. We don't know yet. We're still kind of exploring what we want to do with that. But there are more events that people can get involved with around the subreddit. So it's not just let's come here and talk about books. It's more focused around these community things that you can take part in, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. no say it all again (laughs) (laughs) so sassy
3: (laughs) Uh, I think one thing as well people complain a lot about you know the same five authors getting recommended or whatever but I think as well it's important not to be too gatekeepy about it because there's always people who have just discovered fantasy and maybe they've only read Brandon Sanderson and you know, Joe Abercrombie or whatever, but they're the ones that if we'd welcome them still and don't be like, oh, that's all you've read, like, I'm so sick of hearing about those guys. If they stick around, then they will be exposed to a more diverse variety of books. And, or you know what, maybe they won't. Maybe they just want to stick to their like, as we call them, the dirty dozen, their favorite authors. And that's okay, too. We're just here because we love books. There's no wrong way. Well, there is a wrong way, but (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you have sort of hinted at it, but I, that's a good question. So how, how do you balance leading a community where so many people, thousands every day are coming in, where maybe they've only read the same 12 authors that you see talked about in popular culture all the time, with sort of promoting and uplifting voices that are newer, more diverse, and lesser known?
3: I mean, it's hard. Like, I, I ran the Top Poles novel last year, and, and honestly, it was disheartening to see the same most popular guys and Robin Hobb in the top 20 like maybe JK Rowling gets in there as well like you work so hard to try and promote the voices and then we don't necessarily see the results in the polls at the end but then I like try and focus on the you know every now and then I'll get like a direct message from someone saying oh you recommended me I don't know for example Katie Edwards as the last son you recommended that to me a couple of months ago and I loved it thank you you know, maybe the majority is very loud about Stormlight Archives or whatever, but there's always you are we are reaching people. People are finding the more diverse books and everything, and we just have to keep focusing on that and magnifying those voices where we can. And it's okay to love Brandon Sanderson. I'm not gonna ban you for loving Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Serenity as ice might. <laughs>
0: Kind of on a similar note, a little different, but as one of the largest, if not the largest, online forum for speculative fiction fans, our fantasy has this potential to have a pretty significant impact on the direction of the larger science fiction and fantasy community. Do you have a philosophy towards this, or how do you approach this? Do you try to stay as hands-off as possible, or do you try to sort of nudge it in a more inclusive direction? (sighs)
3: This is self-promo is really what you're talking about. Well, I don't even know that that's...
1: That's not the way that I took the question at all. I, th- I was thinking of it more as how does the sub impact the greater genre space? And, you know, that's where I was talking about tour.com picking up stuff from us and spreading it out to their followers. Um, but it's also inviting folks in for Ask Me Anythings who don't know to come to us and ask for them. You know, when I go to cons like um, Sirens Conference. Those are mostly women, non-binary authors who probably don't think of Reddit as necessarily a particularly safe space for them. But when I can have the in-person conversation with them and say, look, um, we will make sure that you don't get harassed. Um, We want to make sure that your book does well and that you do well because um, we have this large platform for you to use. Um, And so I think that things like that help us um, shift the conversation. It's hard to say globally, even though our user base is global. I don't know that there's a lot that we can do outside of the English speaking market for books, mostly just because we're mostly English speaking.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with Wish here. Um, I do think it's through things that events that we have like AMAs and uh, the virtual convention that we just had by inviting authors who we choose to participate in our community can help shine a light and shape things outside because those authors then go on to promote that they're going to be on Reddit You know, because they want their fans to come and hang out for their AMA or the events that they have going on. And so it kind of bleeds into other places like Twitter. And also with tour.com, I know that they must read us because... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's too coincidental that sometimes some of the squares that I have on the bingo, somehow there's then... list a list of of books that matches up with that square on tour.com and I don't know I don't know I like I'm still somewhat skeptical that that's a direct result of bingo because I'm like you know whatever (laughs) I always feel like I'm not that important of a person I'm just like a nobody but
3: Um, I agree that you're a nobody but bingo (laughs) is important you're not a nobody don't let her say that to you
2: (laughs) But you know, it doesn't feel like that important that something that I was involved in is potentially influencing other things, and I don't know. It's I guess it's it, on one hand, it's really awesome, and it makes me happy. But on the other hand, it's, it feels weird. <laughs> I don't know.
3: <laughs> I think I think it's also if you're talking about the influence maybe we've had, I don't think it can be argued that there are a number of self-published novels that have gone on to get picked up mm-hmm. by the big five as a result yeah. of us. That's not something we can control or influence as much as we might like. to. That's very much an organic thing that sort of grows. Like I think Sendlin' Sens would be a big one or maybe Rage of Dragons is another. Like there are definitely editors that kind creep of us around out. and are yep. picking up the tasty morsels from our floor. They're definitely. But that's not something at all that we, no, we can't pick the books that are going to get the buzz and the hype. That's just yep. happens within our little house, but I wish we could control it. <laughs> no shit. But we don't have that kind of power. <laughs> Much to my disgust, we don't have that kind of power. No, but someday if I win the lottery, I'm going to just
1: run a publishing house.
2: Yeah. But also there's other things too. Like I just thought of Krista's essay that she wrote for reddit she won an she won an aurora yeah she run she won you know one of the major well the major canadian science fiction award for it
0: and just real quick that's a uh, krista d ball right
2: correct <laughs> yes so many
3: fragile men shed so many tears <laughs> 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 I, mean, I heard she bathes in them
0: She probably does. I believe her current uh, Twitter profile picture is, I disappointed a man today or something similar. (laughs)
2: That sounds about right. I might have suggested that she change it to that when she kept just using that over and over again. I said, you might as well just make that your profile picture. (laughs) 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 But, um, But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So when you think about, you know, outside of our genre, here's an essay that was written for our community that is now winning a major science fiction award that has nothing to do with Reddit. You know, it's pretty... Except that it was the original venue. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty interesting when you think about it like that. Even in smaller ways, I
3: remember I wrote a review of a series I absolutely love, MCA Hogarth's Prince's Game series. And the author later reached out to me and told me that she had sold more copies after that review than she had when our Tor.com did an article about it. Oh, my gosh. That's impressive. Yeah, that was a that was a wow moment for me. I was like, maybe I do have power. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel sort of the same way about how Daw finally published another one of Sherwood Smith's books. Even though they had had it for a long time, they just hadn't put it on their publishing schedule. And then they finally did last summer.
3: Uh, yeah, speaking of Sherwood Smith, I remember way back when, before I was a mod, you guys were doing the Indie read And the books actually weren't available in Australia, and off the back of that, enough people were talking about it that they did get um, released here, or at least the first one did. Did they really? Good. Yes, good. It's a very good book. So we do have power.
1: Oh yeah. It's it's soft power. It's not hard power.
2: Yeah, I think it's like yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: We're influencers. We're just not really annoying Instagram influencers.
2: And I think all these things we're talking about
3: all spring from the same place, which is a genuine love of the things we're talking about. We can't, we can't promote or influence something we don't care about because as I said before, we're not getting paid. This isn't our job. If we don't love the things we're hyping up or talking about, then what's the point? Yep. I know there are plenty of people out there, some of them in our mod mail, letting us know that they think we're getting handouts from publishers or this, that, or the other thing, but no, there's really no perks except for the satisfaction of seeing the books we love succeed. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. And banning people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't take the same pleasure in banning as you guys do, unless it's somebody who, like, really actually deserves it. But generally speaking, I I'm does.
0: happy to let the rest of you do it. Well, I imagine that's kind of uh, an interesting line to walk, right? Because if you're in an argument on the Internet, as one does, and you have this power as a moderator, I imagine you kind of might be tempted to just hit that ban button when they're arguing with you. But, I mean, I guess how how do you balance that? Do you try to have a reasonable argument? Do you ban? What do you do?
3: Usually we have another mod step in. I mean, I mentioned before that I was only semi-joking when I said that wish and lyrical are our conscience like if i'm fighting with someone that's who i turn to and say oh, talk me down tell me to shut up take over here's all the snarky things i wish i could say that i'm not going to say because yeah when you become a mod you do have to kind of stop it's why krista could never be a mod she couldn't be krista if she was a mod you can't you have to like be a bit more chill there are a remarkable number of people who think she is though it cracks me
1: up um, no, I think it really boils down to you know even if you are in a discussion with a user who is being particularly hard headed on an issue, um, that's why we have a pretty big team and we have a team who there's usually a couple people on any time. Which thank goodness we finally got to that point because we had some real gaps in time zones for a while. And um, basically just ask somebody else to step in, take a look, um, and if they have gotten to the point where a ban is warranted it shouldn't be the person who's been in the argument discussion it needs to be a separate
3: moderator who does that action yeah if if you ever see a mod having a, a firm discussion with someone you will notice that if a warning has to get handed out it's generally never going to be the mod it'll be a different mod
2: yeah we have a good team as far as we work together really well everyone has their strengths and weaknesses I think some people are better at front end modding, you know, clearing out the queue, monitoring discussions, stuff like that. And then there's those of us that like to run book clubs and bingo and whatever other things need to be organized. Then we have some people that are really good at like administrative things, but everybody kind of does a little bit of everything. But I'll be honest, like, I don't do a lot of front-end modding these days. Every once in a while I'll go into the queue, but most of the time it's already cleared up by the time I get in there.
3: Oh, no, Lisa, you're so incredibly lazy. All you do is organize these, like, (laughs) massive virtual comms. (laughs) Like, why do we keep you around? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
1: if, if we're talking about people who don't do shit, that's probably me, but I'm mod mom, so I get to stick around. I'm the conscience.
2: You're the one who we all turn to and we're like, what do we do?
0: (laughs) Well, uh, I know we've talked a little bit about self-published authors who have sort of potentially launched their career from the Reddit fantasy platform, and I know there's plenty of traditionally published authors who frequent the subreddit as well. So as moderators of that community, do you have any advice for writers and other creatives who want to become an active member and get the most out of the community?
1: um don't show up just to su- just to promote yourself like if you want folks to actually read your stuff just dropping in to put something into the self promo thread weekly isn't enough um being an active participant who you know it's supportive of other people's works i think is a really important piece of it but also making sure that you come across as well read so often it seems as though some self-published authors read and really love reading but they haven't read a lot of books they get really excited and write something and it ends up being fairly derivative because they aren't super well read and being able to demonstrate that you have widely read knowledge i think is useful um as far as encouraging folks on the sub to read your work?
2: I would say just be a member of the community. You know, we're all fantasy fans. If you're writing a fantasy book and you're not a fan of the genre, what are you even doing? (laughs) Because even though, you know, it's now the nerd shall inherit the earth or whatever. Fantasy is still very much a niche genre for the most part. So it's not something you're just going to take off. Like you're not going to be the next George RR R. Martin probably. So, I mean, if you aren't a fan of fantasy, then, you know, write the books that you like to read because it's not a cash cow. Um, but I guess my point with that is that you're a fan, right? Cause you're writing fantasy. So you should be a fan of it. Just engage with the other fans as a fan. And, Then once people know you and you're friends with them or whatever, as much as you can be friends with people randomly on the Internet, you can, you know, be like, oh, by the way, I also write books, I think is a good way to approach it. Just, you know, I mean, we have writers that have hung around our subreddit for a really long time and have never identified themselves as writers. And I found outside (laughs) of (laughs) outside of Reddit Oh, I hang out on Reddit. Oh, really? What's your username? Tells me my their username. Oh my God, that's you. I know you because I've talked to you on Reddit a million times. Like <laughs> you've been there for years. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> I know that that's an author. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's weird. Because they've just been quietly hanging out as a fan for years and have never promoted their stuff. And, you know, now that I know who they are, I'm like, hey, do you want to come and do this virtual con thing? <laughs> So now now they're outed. <laughs> um, because they have the little tag next to their name. But um You're totally talking about John Wiswell, aren't you? I am. I knew <laughs> it's about John. <laughs> That was my example too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's crazy. Like so I, I would say like engage as a fan because that's what we're we're all there as fans. Yeah, if you're joining the sub
3: because you think it's a, it would be a good way to market your book, don't. and don't think you can you'll be the one to have the sneakiest way to get past us and promote your book and don't we've seen it all yeah all of it don't want to support new voices I think that we do a lot to support new voices but you've got to work with us don't try and work around us or get past us or and not just us like people are not dumb if you're here just to promote your book they're going to realize it really quick and they're not going to read your book
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know as someone who joined uh, Reddit six or so years ago, back in 2014, it was obvious then, and it's even more obvious now, the difference between a writer who occasionally talks about other stuff but is there to promote their own work, and then someone who is involved in the community and occasionally mentions their own books. Right. And as moderators, you seem actually to be fairly willing to work with people if they come and just ask you directly, hey, like, I have this thing, like, I realize maybe this isn't normally allowed, but I was wondering if this would be okay. Uh, I've seen several people post something self-promotional and say, oh, this is with mod approval. Like, it's been cleared.
1: Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, the adage of ask forgiveness, not permission doesn't fly with us. So ask permission, forgiveness, unless you really, truly, A, weren't particularly egregious, and two, really do seem very clueless, we're not going to be terribly forgiving. So just ask permission first.
2: Yeah, and usually if something is kind of even a little bit outside of what we would normally allow, we're willing to work with people to come up with some kind of workaround. I mean, just thinking recently when we were having the convention, there was a lot of other places that were having virtual conventions. And so while we weren't willing to let people promote it constantly on our sub, like every day, we thought, well, what if we did a mega thread and we can put the link to your thing in our mega thread?
0: Well, so we've talked about then how content creators, writers and the like can get involved with the community, but What advice do you have for readers and just fans of speculative fiction in general? How can they take full advantage of Reddit fantasy?
1: Read the wiki. There's so many good resources in the wiki. We're trying to include those uh, resource links in our mega threads, which our mega threads are fairly new. It's still kind of a work in progress, and we're working on updating some of those wiki resources. Um, But we've got so many historic resources from past years in the sub that are basically archived for folks to be able to take advantage of things like flowcharts, big lists, great recommendations threads you know if you like this then try that all those sorts of things there there's so much more to the sub than just daily posts and comment threads
2: yeah i mean i would say like also maybe try searching because a lot of times we'll get questions with um hey, I'm reading this book and I'm not really feeling it. Should I continue? You can just like look up that book because I'm sure that question has been asked before, especially if it's a popular book. Yeah.
3: I just finished the Farseer trilogy. Do I have to read Live Ship Traders or can I skip straight to the next Fitz books? Yes. Or please recommend me pirate
1: books, which seems to come up every like three days, which I mean, I get it. I love me some pirate books. But if you searched, there are a lot of those threads.
2: And I guess if you're just a lurker and you want to post something and you're not really sure what to post, so you go with something like that because you're not really sure of a topic to start, you can always come and hang out in the general discussion thread on Fridays, um, which I think right now is still called the Friday Social, which is probably going to switch back to general discussion now that the virtual con is over. Or we might just leave it. We might get lazy and leave it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think there was discussion that general discussion was too general of a name for people to understand what it was for.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Friday social is fine if we want to just leave it that. But either way, it's basically a general discussion thread that we have every Friday. Just come hang out, make friends, talk about whatever. On Thursday if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't want you to discriminate against the other side of the world. But yes,
1: I mean, it's basically the off topic kind of thread for the week. So folks aren't just talking about their books, but talking about what's going on in their life. There have been kittens recently. So that's been wonderful. And it makes me want a kitten. So that's less wonderful.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just come in, you know, if you're not sure what to do, just observe for a little while. There's nothing wrong with lurking but there's nothing wrong with posting. We have the simple questions thread. If you don't have a big question that you feel merited, don't post, you can always dip into the simple questions thread. I know a lot of the community members are really great about answering questions. I get tagged from the simple questions threads a lot because people will be asking things about bingo. And um, so I'll get tagged a lot. In fact, I was just catching up on my mail from where I got tagged several times about bingo questions so yeah just be a part of the community and you know that's it I I guess if you've never
3: been on reddit or our community specifically and maybe you've heard that reddit sucks or you know you're nervous just no one's going to be mean to you and if someone is mean to you I will ban them so just come and hang out there are no dumb questions there are questions we might tell you you know this question is more suitable for our simple questions thread but you're not going to get Like I said, no one's going to be mean or snarky about it. We're a welcoming community. And when I say that, I mean welcoming to everyone. And that's something we work very hard at. And you can tell it's late here because I'm kind of running out of words, but just (laughs) come hang out. We're
1: nice. Even me. Megan won't really ban you.
0: Wow. So on that note, if anybody wants to reach out to the R Fantasy moderators, how would you recommend they do that?
3: Well, flights to Australia are, are stopped right now, but if you get on maybe some kind sort of boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, folks can
1: either send a Reddit message to slash r slash fantasy, or we also have a Twitter account that I believe is at r fantasy. Somebody correct me because I'm not actually on Twitter. It's um, at Reddit underscore fantasy, I think. Thank you. Those are probably the two best ways. You know, if if somebody, an author, for instance, happens to know one of us from a convention or something like that, I think any of us generally welcome, you know, an email if we've met an author. But aside from that, Reddit moderator mail or Twitter are the best bets.
2: Yeah, I would say if you have a problem with somebody on the subreddit, the best way is not to DM a mod because I know that happens on occasion. Not all of us are on all of the time. We're in different time zones, obviously, because we're global. Even though many of us are in the US, we do have people throughout different parts of the world. So, really, if you were to DM Megan right now, you're probably not going to get a response until 12 hours or nine hours from now or whatever. So really, if you have a question or something that needs to be answered or you have an issue on the subreddit, then the best way to reach somebody is just through mod mail.
0: I think that pretty much wraps up everything I had for you all. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. The Reddit fantasy community is a wonderful place to spend my time online. Uh, So thank you for all that you do.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks for the
1: opportunity.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon, taking a moment to rate us in your podcast app, or sharing the episode on social media. As always, you can find us online at thefantasyn.com and on Twitter and Instagram at thefantasyn. Or, you know, just hang out with us in our Discord server, which you can find through our blog or in the show notes. That's all for this week. Until next time.